Praise God. Well, back to the word for today. We've been ministering on the subject of the unseen and how Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and that it is the evidence of the things that are not seen. So we've been uh, emphasizing that the unseen realm obviously exists or faith could not be the evidence of it. So I find it interesting in, in reading about the African impala. The African impala can run up to 50 miles per hour. And if you want to know how I know that, because I ran with one and I clocked it. <laughs> so if you believe that, <laughs> say, yeah, right. But they've been known to run up to as much as 50 miles per hour. They can jump a distance of 30 feet and as high as 10 feet in the air. They can leap for 30 feet, 10 feet in the air. So it's a very agile animal, very nimble, very quick. And like I said, just they're very jumpy. If you watch them at all, they're, just, they're, they're always jumping around like they've got springs in their legs. But you can hold an African impala in captivity with a three-foot-high wall. They have the ability to leap 30 feet in length, 10 feet high, run speeds up to 50 miles per hour. But if you put them in a pen with a three-foot-high wall, you can hold them in captivity, and they'll, they'll never escape. The reason is, is that they will not jump if they cannot see where they will land. They could jump. They could escape. They have the ability to escape, but they won't escape because in the impala's mind, I can't see where I'm going to land. I can't see how this is going to end. That means the impala stays trapped because they refuse to go where they can't see. We, as followers of God, have the capacity to leap out of our unpleasant circumstances, any entrapment that we might find ourselves in, but many times we choose not to because we can't see with the eye of faith. We can't see where we will land. We can't quite figure out how it's going to turn out. What will the end result be? And because we can't see it, we refuse to make a move and we stay entrapped in our circumstances. Faith. Everyone say faith. Faith, faith is. Say faith is. faith is. Okay, what is it? It is the evidence the evidence of things not seen. Evidence of things that are not seen. Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus concerning the new birth. That uh, Surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Cannot see the kingdom of God. So there is a kingdom. It's God's kingdom here on the earth. Dual kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world. And they, they are coexisting. And, and our responsibility as believers is to govern our lives according to the kingdom of God principles while we're living in this jurisdiction of the kingdom of this world. And that's where the tension comes in. Because we have a tendency, we want to govern our lives by the, the principles 
and the laws of the kingdom of this world. And we have a lot of pressure coming against us, peer pressure. We have, you know, and the enemy himself, but then even the peer pressure that we put upon one another, uh, the, all the things of this world, the, the lusts of the world, and the, the pride of life, and all those things coming against us. We have a tendency to, to try to get through life and, 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 and just exist, but God has called us to a higher standard, and that is to live by faith. And that faith being the substance of things that we are hoping for and the evidence of things that we are not, <clears throat> excuse me, not able to see with our natural eyes. We shared with you a few weeks ago how Elijah prayed for his servant who could not see the ministering angels that were surrounding them when Elijah made this uh, uh, bold statement. He told his servant, don't be afraid. There's many more, there's, there are many more with us than there are with the enemy. His servant saw the enemy the Syrian army surrounding them, and he was afraid. And Elijah said, don't be afraid. There's more with us than be with them. Then he prayed for him, said, Lord, open up his eyes that he might see. And that God opened his eyes, and he saw, and, and, and he realized that, yes, indeed, there are more with us than there are with the enemy. I submit to you again, there, there are more with you. God is with you. We were singing that today. We were declaring that today, that God is with us. And that's the reality. That's not just a nice worship song. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. We believe that his promises are true, that we'll see them come to pass. And these are things that we are believing. And so it's, it's imperative that, that, that we begin to develop our eye of faith and, and, and to live by faith in the promises of God. If we don't change the way we perceive things, we will live our entire lives thinking and believing that what we see with our natural eye, what we see in the natural realm, is superior reality. It's like the African impala when it's penned in with a three-foot-high wall where it can't see beyond the wall. He begins to believe that that is superior reality. This is my territory inside these walls. But it has an ability to leap over that wall and to live free and to expand its territory, but it will not because it can't see beyond the wall. What walls in our lives are hindering us? What is holding us back because we can't see? If I take this leap of faith, I'm not quite sure where I'm going to land. I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out. You know, what's, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. But I've taken many leaps of faith Believing God that it's going to turn out good. It's going to turn out good. Amen? Amen. So, Jesus, in his conversation with Thomas in the upper room, when he appeared to the disciples, and, and Thomas said, I won't believe it unless I can see him, unless I can touch him. Jesus appeared a second time and said, here you go, Thomas. Here's the proof that you need. You're seeing me, you're touching me. And Thomas said, oh, he declared him to be the Lord, his God. And Jesus said, that's wonderful. That's great. You've seen me and you have believed. You're blessed because, you know, you're believing. But he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Those blessed are those who have not seen, with, haven't seen it with their physical eyes, but yet they are seeing. And because they are seeing it with their eye of faith, they're believing it. And it, it, it's as much as a done deal because faith is the evidence of the things that you're not seeing. So we need to get, uh, posture ourselves 
to take the leap of faith into victory and to stop being satisfied with our current reality and not allow ourselves to be fenced in or to be walled in. A couple bullet points I've been dropping in on you over the last several weeks. I want to re, uh, emphasize them this morning. Number one is that not seeing is not a reason for not believing. In many conversations, people say, well, I just can't, I, I just can't see that. I, I, I can't see how that's going to work. Well, God's called you to it. You may not see it, but if God's called you to it, you start to see it in the, in the, in the realm of the Spirit. You start seeing it with the eye of faith, and not seeing it with your natural eye is not a reason for not believing. Number two, do not limit your potential to what's visible. And number three, believe by faith there's more to your life than what you're seeing with your natural eye. Believe by faith there's more to your life than meets the natural eye. Now this morning I'm going to invite you to turn to the book of Joshua chapter 6. And I want to just share with you this conversation that God had with Joshua. If you're not familiar with the story of the walls of Jericho, I encourage you to read the, the entire chapter. If you grew up in church, you know this story. You heard it in, in children's church. You heard it in VBS somewhere. or Somewhere you've heard this before, but here we go. I want to just give you a couple verses from, from this particular chapter and help us to and give you some tools to alleviate the tension between the promise of God, and your current reality. And when you read the promises of God, you're seeing the promise of God, you're hearing the promise of God, but you're looking at your current reality. How can I, you know, how can I bridge the gap? Well, here we have Joshua taking over as leader after the death of Moses, and God is having a conversation with Joshua. In ch chapter 6, in verse 2, and the Lord said to Joshua, what's the next word? See. The Lord said to Joshua, what did he say? See. Okay, what did the Lord say to Joshua? I want to hear it. See. see. All right, what was he supposed to see? He was supposed to see, he said, see, I have given Jericho, into your hand its kings and the mighty men of valor. So here's the promise, <clears throat> the promise or the command from God, and God is telling Joshua, appearing to Joshua and saying, see, I have given it to you. So Joshua is supposed to lift up his eyes and see that Jericho has already been conquered when in the current reality is Jericho is not conquered. Jericho is a mighty city. There are mighty walls surrounding Jericho, and it looks like a tremendous effort is going to take place in order to conquer Jericho. But God's perspective is saying, see, I have given you Jericho. Then he follows right up with saying, see, I have given it to you, but follows right into giving him specific instructions to, cause, to, to bring it into reality. 
And the instructions are that they're to go in and they're to march around the city once every day for six days, march around the city and blow the trumpets and so forth. But no one's supposed to speak a word. No one's supposed to shout. Everyone's supposed to remain quiet. But on the seventh day, you're going to go in and instead of marching around at one time, you're going to march around it six times. Then on the seventh time when you march around it, when you hear the trumpets sound, I want everyone to shout. I want everyone to shout. Matter, look at verse 16. It says, The seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. In verse 2, it said, uh, the Lord said to, to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men. So God is encouraging Joshua to see. Now Joshua is encouraging all the people of Israel to see, to see it. So shout for the Lord has given you the city. So they're supposed to give out a shout before the walls are down. Now I don't know about, I do know about you. I shouldn't say that. I'm trying to be nice, but I'm not going to be that nice. You have a tendency and I have a tendency to shout and to celebrate after we see the victory. We are very slow to shout and to celebrate before we see it manifested in the natural realm that I can see it with my natural eyes. Once I see it with my natural eyes, now I want to celebrate, now I want to shout and give God the glory for it. But we are very reserved into worshiping God, giving out a shout of victory, or to proclaim things that God has told us to see I have given you the city to posture ourselves in a posture with Almighty God that we can see the promises of God, that we can, we can begin to see that with our eye of faith. Faith being the evidence of things that are not seen. It's not possible to see it with my natural eye. It's not possible to touch it, to taste it. or It's not manifested yet in this natural realm, but God promised it. One of the most frequent ones that we deal with on a, on a regular basis in our lives, all through our lives, is the promise of health and healing. By his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we are healed. And we pray that, and we confess that, and then we feel our pain, we see our symptoms. And then we say, how do you bridge the gap between God's promise and what I'm experiencing in my body? And too many times we decide to give our, our symptoms of our body superior reality and think, well, God's word is not working. How about my body is not in alignment? Amen. Amen. My body is not in alignment, but it's coming into alignment with God's word. In Jesus' name, I see myself healthy, coming into alignment with the word of God. Not seeing is not a reason for not believing. So God told Joshua, see, I've given you, the city, the tension of already done from God's perspective, but not yet manifested in our personal lives. So see, I've given you the city and then specific instructions on how to take the city. Faith is your evidence of a done deal while you're walking in the steps of obedience. Now, it's when you see the commands of God, when you hear the commands of God as men and women, as followers of God, yes, I believe, I, 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 I hear you, God, I see your promises, 
I believe your promises are being fulfilled in my life. I believe that, but I'm not yet seeing it. I'm not yet experiencing it. So how can I resolve the tension of the already, but not yet? The already, but not yet. How do I bridge the gap? How, how can I relieve that tension of God saying, see, I have given it to you to overhear. The walls haven't fallen yet. But God is giving Joshua specific instructions. Joshua is giving the people specific instructions. He said, you know, you're, you're going to shout <clears throat> the seventh time when we go around it. Shout for the Lord has given you the city. So the shout went out before the walls went down. In verse 19 and 20, look at verse 20. It says, so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet and it happened. Everyone say it happened. Say it again. It happened. That's something we need to develop in our own lives. It happened. It happened. God said it. I believe it. It's going, it, it happened in Jesus' name. Said, so the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. So the wall fell down flat when the people in obedience to seeing that God had given them the city shouted with a shout of obedience while the walls were still up. They gave out the shout, but it happened when they shouted that the walls fell down flat. So the whole lot of shouting needs to take place with the eye. When, when you develop an eye of faith, developing the your ability to see the unseen, when you just meditate on the word of God, when you see the promises of God like this, when you read these verses where it said, see, I have given you the city, and, and see, I have provided for you, and see, uh, by his stripes, we were healed. And it's like, with all these promises, you know, that the work of God, God's work is done, but the work is not done. God's redemptive work, God's work of redemption is a completed work. Jesus said, it is finished. Redemption is finished. Everything that is needed for you to give the shout of faith is done. And so what we, our, our responsibility is to develop an eye of faith to say, I believe that. I believe that the work of redemption is done for me. I see the work of redemption done for me. I see God's uh, plan for my life. I see God's provision for my life. I, I see his protection for my life. I see that when I read the word of God, he says he's given his angels charge over me. Well, do I believe that or do I not believe it? And do I exercise it or do I not exercise it? Well, if I believe that his angels are given charge over me, then I believe ministering angels are, are specifically signed to me to protect me in all of my whereabouts. Amen. I believe that. I believe ministering angels are, are, are assigned to each one of you. I believe they're assigned to, uh, to my family, to my loved ones. And I, I believe that, and I exercise that in faith. So the tension of already but not yet, just think about it for a moment. What is it that you're trusting God for, that you're needing God for, that you're needing God to do for you? What wall is keeping you hemmed in when in reality you have everything within you to leap over that wall and, and to expand your territory? but you won't do it because you can't see how it's going to turn out. You won't do it because you can't see how it's going to turn out. Let's start believing God. 
Let's begin by believing God to enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Believing that he's opening up the eyes that we can see it from heaven's perspective. The recovery of sight to the blind. Jesus said the, the anointing of God is upon him to heal the brokenhearted. For recovery of sight to the blind. That can spiritual blindness or literal blindness, but in this sense, spiritual blindness. Recovery of sight to the blind. Ask God to open up your eyes. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, turn there if you would. This is a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, and it's a prayer that's very applicable to our lives today. But the prayer was that the God, of, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, or the eyes of your heart, being enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So the prayer is for our eyes to be open to a clear perspective of all that God has accomplished for us through Jesus Christ's death on the cross and in his resurrection. Eyes enlightened to see that. The word enlightened there comes from a Greek word, uh, photiso, and it's where we get our word photography from. Well, if you think of photography, you think of an image. You think of an image. You see something. Open up the eyes of an enlightenment of an image. An image of what? An image of the fulfillment of the promises of God. Meditating on the Word of God. When you come across, when you come across uh, scriptures like we sh looked at in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 2, when it begins with God speaking, the Lord speaking to Joshua, and he says, See, I have given you the city. That's what God wants you to, and me to do as well. He wants us to see that his Word is a current reality in our lives. To be a current reality in our lives. Now, the fullness of our redemption, the complete fullness of it is when we get to heaven. We don't need to have that argument. But while we are here on earth, we experience and we receive the promises of that fulfillment. We receive, we receive that into our lives through the life of faith, living by faith, trusting in God, faith being the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Salvation, we believe we're going to go to heaven. That's why I received Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. I was informed and I had a consciousness of heaven and hell and I had a, I had a, a righteous consciousness and so forth. And one moment it became a reality to me. I thought, you know what? I need to make this confession and confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And after that, I was fine. I could see myself going to heaven. No more fear of spending eternity separated from God. 
The same principle continues to work in our lives. All the principles, all the promises that are in God's word, seeing myself, deceive myself as the righteousness of God. You know, when you read the word of God in, in, in Ephesians and the book of Colossians, when you read those promises where it says that we have been redeemed unto God, and he sees us as we have been made righteous, we, have, we are blameless and made holy in the image of God. It's like, I was made holy, you were made holy? Can I try to wrap your mind around that? I don't have too much problem wrapping it around for me. <laughs> but there are some people you think. Let me go back and make sure I read that correctly. We have been made righteous and in true holiness. We've been created righteous and in true holiness in the likeness, in the image of Almighty God. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. But it's a reality. And then when we begin to see that, that's when we begin to walk it out. But getting, getting our eyes open, getting an image of that, gives me the energy, the strength, the discipline to begin taking steps towards fulfillment of that. Yes, I was made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm as righteous as I will ever be, and you have been made righteous the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're as righteous as you will ever be. But there's a fruit of righteousness that I'm working out. I'm growing into it, and I'm beginning to produce the fruit of righteousness, but it begins with me having recovery of sight to the blind and the, and the eyes of my understanding, the eyes of my heart enlightened. I now have an image. I now have an image that's open. I have a clear perspective of all that God has accomplished for me, in me, and wants to accomplish through me. That's why it's so important that we open up our eyes of our understanding and have the eye of faith and begin to realize that it's through faith in God, through our trust and obedience, taking the steps of obedience, that, that the promises come to pass. God speaking to Joshua and saying, see, I have given you the city, did not conquer the city. Encourage you to read chapter 6. Read it over and over again. But he says, see, I've given you the city right into explicit instructions on what the steps need to be, what steps of faith need to be taken for this to become a reality. See, I have done this for you. Here's the steps that you need to take to cause it to become a reality. I have provided your every need. You shall lack for no good thing, and you look at your finances and say, well, my needs are not met, and I have lack everywhere I look. But God's word says that he has provided for you, and that we, are, you know, we shall be without lack. I have provided for you. And, but the, the reality is, he has provided for you. He has provided for me. But with that provision of providing our every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, is, I have provided everything that you need and here is how it comes a becomes a reality. You give 10% into the kingdom. 
And then you sow offerings over and above that into the kingdom. I have provided your every need and your mind is going, but I can't see how that's going to work because I already am running short. And now God is saying, I want you to give 10% into the kingdom and offerings above that into the kingdom. So now I am like the African Impala. I can leap over that wall. I have the ability to leap over that wall. I have the gifting to leap over that wall, but I'm not going to leap over that wall because I can't see how this is going to end. And I'm afraid it's not going to end well, so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hang on to my money. I'm going to hang on to my love. I'm going to hang on to my forgiveness. I'm not going to forgive. No way. I'm, I'm not going to get hurt again. I'm not going to take that leap of faith. I'm not going to take that leap of obedience. I'm going to stay in my fence. I'm going to stay in this little perimeter that I'm in. There's so much more out there for me. I have the giftings to pursue it, to experience it. But I'm choosing to live small because I'm choosing to not do anything that I can't see with my natural eye. I'm not trusting God. I'm not taking the leap of faith. Faith is the evidence. Everyone say, faith is my evidence. Say, it's my evidence of things not seen. So what is it that you're not seeing that you'd like to see? You'd like to see yourself in a, in a place where you're walking free, you're walking in love, you're walking in forgiveness, you're free of uh, offense, you're, you, you're, your needs are met, your body's healthy, life is good. I'm not saying it's not any challenges. That's why we have faith. That's why we need to apply faith. There's plenty of challenges out there. There's plenty of walls out there to try to fence us in. Just because you jump over one wall doesn't mean there won't be another one erected. The enemy will see to it, or your family will see to it. Someone will see to it. There's another wall erected to fence you in, to slow you down. But you keep leaping. You keep running. Keep leaping. Keep jumping. You're free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Without faith, without taking a leap of faith, it is impossible to please God. Those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently pursue him. To diligently pursue him, you're going to have to take a leap of faith. Start somewhere. Say, well, I'm not, I can't scale a three-foot wall. I just don't see how that's going to end. I can't do this. I can't see how that's going to turn out. Then, then, you know, just take a, a little jump. You know, to, to do something. But don't just stand there. Then eventually you can jump farther and you can jump farther. You know, you, you can jump. You can do it. Amen. You're free. Amen. See yourself free. I know there's a fence. I know there are walls. I know you don't know how it's going to turn out. But you don't either, and you never will if you don't jump. Amen. So jump. Amen. Do we have any jump songs? <laughs> We need to jump, take the leap, do something. I remember when we started the, the building fund process for, the, for buying this property here and developing the, the building plans and building the church. This is one, you know, met with different families in the church and through different groups and so forth. And this one gentleman, he, just, he was just adamantly opposed. He said, we can't do that. 
He said, we can't do that. We, we can't buy that and we can't build that building. He said, how are you going to do it? How are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? I said, by faith. We're believing. We're going to continue to grow. Finances will continue to increase and the kingdom will continue to expand and, and uh, God's going to provide our need and we can do it. And he could not see that, adamantly opposed it, and decided to go worship somewhere else. I'd like to bring him back here and show it to him. <laughs> but he couldn't see it. He really could not see it. And he was asking me, well, how are you going to do that? Because he's looking at the current reality. And when we first started talking about the current reality of the weekly income, was well, not sufficient. But we believed it would be sufficient. And we were taking steps of faith and we were planning and, and taking leaps of faith and taking leaps of faith and then, then taking larger leaps of faith and, and just doing what God has been leading us to do. And, you know, here we are. Here you are. Enjoying it. Even though some people said, you can't do it. He wasn't trying to be a knucklehead, but from his vantage point, I felt like he was being a knucklehead, but, but basically he was just being blind as a bat. He couldn't see it, and he refused to be enlightened to it. And so that's just one illustration, but there's so many illustrations like that in our lives and, and, and in, in, in life of ministry and, and in your life that, you know, just think about where, where have you been allowing yourself to be hemmed in and because you weren't willing to take the leap because you couldn't see how it's going to end. I have done so many things that I wasn't sure how they were going to end. I had an idea how I, I, how I hoped they would end, but did I know it would end like that? Did I know it would turn out like that? I had no guarantee other than faith. Believe in God, it's going to turn out. What school am I supposed to go to? What job am I supposed to take? Am I marrying the right person? Better be the right person because that's... It's, but just, you know, just every stage of life, every stage of life, how's it going to end? It's going to end well. Everyone's going to say, it's going to end well. <laughs> say this, I will land on my feet, and all is well, for God is with me. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We could go on forever, encouraging and just diving into this, but Father, we thank you that you're opening up the eyes of our understanding. Open up the eyes of our heart. Lord, give us that picture. Give us that image of the wall that you want us to leap in whatever area of life right now. There's something we really desire. We really, you really have a strong desire, but you're holding back. You're not taking the leap because you're not sure how it's going to end. But yet you also believe that it's a stirring of the Lord. It's a prompting of the Lord for you, you, you to uh, expand your territory. So, Father, I'm praying for courage, for strength. And I'm praying, Father, God, just for the process we saw with Joshua, with the walls of Jericho coming down, it began with the Lord saying, See, I have given it to you. Then gave them specific instructions that they were supposed to obey. They obeyed those instructions, and they shouted when they were supposed to shout, and the walls fell down flat, and they conquered the city. Father, may that be 
the series, the sequence of steps that we take in every area of our lives as you're leading, guiding, and directing us in Jesus' name. Name above all names. Thank you, Lord. Heads bowed, eyes closed just for a moment. Perhaps you're here and you've never taken the leap of faith and given your heart over to God, trusting God as your Lord and your Savior, receiving Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sin, coming into the kingdom and receiving the gift of eternal life. You haven't taken that leap, but I encourage you, if you haven't, to take that leap this morning. Is there someone in here who said, Pastor Ray, that's speaking to me. I want to take the leap. Please pray with me and for me today. Would you slip up your hand? Anyone at all in here this morning? You want to receive Jesus as Savior? Praise God. All right, I don't see any hands raised. If you have any need for prayer, there's some other people who would be happy to meet you up here and to pray with you, believe God together with you. Remember, go leaping, walking, and praising God. Amen. Amen. Every obstacle that comes up against you this week, you're going to leap over it. You're going to leap over it. You're going to land well. It's going to end well. And you're going to be free in Jesus' name. And Christine. Having a baby tomorrow. Right? Amen. Praise God. God bless you. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you next Sunday.